I'm Daryl Baskin. You're listening to the future of real estate on your home for success. 105.7. Remember to find your next home at homeguidetulsa.com. One address, thousands of homes, homeguidetulsa.com. Electric vehicles, something that's kind of a buzz and where that energy is coming from to get us across town or across country. Jason Fisher with PSO, and we've talked about the Power Forward program. You, you say, well, energy or electric vehicles is, is really a hot topic right now. And I'm thinking, okay, the, where you plug them in. But it goes much, much deeper than that. Jason, what does, what does PSO think about all the explosion of EV? Well, I mean, obviously we love it because it's electric, but, uh, you know, even better than that, the fuel that PSO uses to produce energy, um, a lot of it is natural gas. Um, Another, a lot of it is wind that's naturally generated through our area. And so uh, using those two sources, all of that is Oklahoma produced energy. And the beauty of that is it's not as expensive as buying fuel from Venezuela or various other places. How much, what's the percentage of our electric power that is coming from natural gas versus wind versus any other source? You know, that's a good question. I'd have to look that up specifically, but the majority of our generation here in Oklahoma comes from both gas and wind. Wow. And, uh, and very little of it comes from outside sources or even coal. What about, what about water? When, uh, I didn't really include that, but we have some uh, dams that I'm assuming are producing electricity. Yeah, we don't have a lot of hydro. Um, where you'll see a lot of hydro is places that have really large rivers like uh, Nevada has one. Sure. Um, well, up in New York, most of their stuff is hydro. But around here, we don't have a lot of that. Well, back to the electrical electric vehicles, uh, the uh, the use of those, you described the use of them being kind of misunderstood. Jason, explain what you meant by that. Yeah, so a lot of people that are buying and uh, driving regular gas cars these days, they, they believe that you can uh, fill up an EV or you should fill up an EV all the way every morning or every day. And you don't take off, you know, if you're on a long trip, you don't take off until that car is totally full. And that's not exactly how you use it. If you think of it more like a cell phone, you know, you're, if you go pretty low on your cell phone, you plug it in, it charges really fast until about 90%, and then it slows down. So if you can keep in that, what would you say, like 20% to 90% range inside that EV, you're going to be getting there a lot faster. And, um, you know, really, you don't need that kind of range most of the time anyway. Now, I travel the state, and I use quite a bit of the range in my car. I've got a a Tesla, and I I enjoy it. But if you kind of stay within that 90%, then it's going to be a lot easier on you. What about filling station or charging stations? Now, I see them pop up in shopping centers. I, as as a commercial realtor also, I am solicited by those providers wanting to be connected to my property owners as, uh, you know, pay, put this in and it'll be an incentive to you to, to have customers. People want to be there to be able to charge. So I, I know there's a lot of that network and infrastructure that has been built out. How much more do you think we have to go? What's the practicality? Because I don't own an electric vehicle, although many people think my smart car, my older model smart car is a is electric because it's so tiny. But I do have a little bit of that hesitation going electric. Like, what am I going to have to adjust to? 
the uh, you really don't have to adjust to a lot. In fact, it, in my world, it's a lot easier because I charge at my house. And so when I'm charging at the house, every morning I get up, the car's ready to go, and I don't have to go to those other charging stations that you're talking about that are in people's parking lots and stuff. Those are really there for cross-country trips. So an example, if I charge here in Oklahoma City in my house and I'm going to Tulsa, then I'll have to charge in Tulsa for about 30 minutes to an hour, depending on how much energy I consume coming back. Um, and then I come back and I recharge at the house again. And so that's going to be a lot cheaper um, than buying gasoline all that way. So it's it's interesting, and I know this is going to sound – you're probably going to have uh, pity on me here when I describe something so simplistic. But having just filled up before I made it here to the studio to talk to you, that was a stop. It was along the way. It was a stop. It wasn't at my destination. And so that is time consumption right there. So I, I'm kind of seeing that efficiency work through. And, yeah, you could uh, – you could critique me as someone who overanalyzes, but that's part of the uh, how how we adapt to things as consumers is we find things that are just easier and we gravitate towards it. And I can see where that would be a, a real improvement of one less stop that you have to make on the way. Yeah, and that's the beauty of it. And you don't have to worry about it. If you've plugged in, you don't have to worry about having to make that stop in the morning. You can just take off, grab your coffee on the way out, and um, the next thing you know, you're at your job and you don't have to worry about having to get gas. So I got something the other day. My, my family's in the um, long haul trucking business. And I saw Mac, you know, when I grew up, it was like Mac trucks were the thing when I was a kid. And I see this Mac EV trash truck. And they were talking about how silent it was and how efficient. And so we're talking like big vehicles now that are electric. What's on the horizon there? Oh, gosh, there's everything that's on the horizon for that. The Tesla is getting ready to come out with a new one. Um, there's a company called Nikola that's coming out with a new one. And then all of the big ones like Freightliner and all that, they're all looking at either hybrid or um, all electric semi trucks. So you're going to see, you know, trucking totally changed from what it looks like today, I think. Well, I, I think about uh, back to the, the real estate side because everything in my life is revolving around that. But we, we have the backside of a commercial center that has all the trash, trash bins. And then you usually step down in use. So you go to an apartment complex and then you have some uh, duplexes and then you have houses. And so the zoning, the intensity kind of gravitates down. But if you're in that apartment complex, and especially if you're on the backside, what do you wake up to in the morning? It's the trash trucks that are loud and, you know, revving their engines in order to, to dump those heavy dumpsters. And so having an electric vehicle there that's just quietly emptying the trash is going to like change people's lives if you live if you live in those apartment complexes so interesting stuff that i think we're uh, on the horizon of some some really neat changes that come along from the electric vehicle side jason fisher with pso excellent good to talk to you thank you you're listening to the market expert show with the xp realty i'm daryl baskin